This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, back here on One Bills Live, cracking open the OBL Friday fan mailbag, and we lead off with Mark, who asks, why are we not seeing the type of passing game that we saw against the Rams? Short to intermediate passes, then occasional shots and deep routes, deep crossers, deep comebacks, deep outs, etc., Well, I mean, a lot of times your approach is largely based on the coverage you're seeing and the approach of the opposing defense, the old take-what-they-give-you kind of deal. And, you know, I would expect the Bengals to probably mix in a little single safety high, but after watching Josh chuck it for 352 yards and three touchdowns last week, they may be more apt to play some other coverages as well so as not to invite him to beat them over the top because I'll just say this, their corners are good. They're not outstanding. Eli Apple, Cameron Taylor Britt, a rookie. I mean, yeah. they're all right. You know what I mean? Like, you want to play with that fire? Play single safety high? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Most teams don't do it very often. Uh, they all do it at some point, but they don't do it very often for obvious reasons. It's a, you know, it's a little bit of a roll of the dice defensively, uh, no matter how good your corners are. And I think, yeah, I'm with you. The this we're all we live in a world of overreactions yeah and the everybody's like oh my gosh josh is throwing it deep every single time he drops back to pass i'm like listen do you remember when it came out pat mahomes they're asking him i go how's can we throw it deep and he goes listen if i look out and one of my guys is single covered on the outside i'm throwing him the ball and i'm going we're going deep i am giving him a chance yeah that's it so Josh has got Steph Diggs, one of the top three or four wideouts in the game. Yeah, he's going to give the guy a chance. Gabe Davis, too. That's what these guys do. You can say what you want. That's the way it goes. And when the Miami Dolphins come out, and by the way, their coordinator got fired for doing it. He blitzed on 40% of Josh's dropbacks. And, it, and you know, he crushed them. So, I mean, they were a Dawson Knox drop and a Khalil – Shakir uh, drop from having at least 10 more points. I mean, you're talking 44 points. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's – yeah. And and I'll say this, too. You know, the Dolphins had some drops, too, early in that game that might have changed the complexion of that sure. game. They sure did. Uh, they make a difference. But I think it was more interesting, if you think about how Cincinnati is going to play defense against this, I think they're going to defend this stuff a little bit more. I think it's going to be more about their front. And what the teams the last couple of weeks, the Patriots and the Dolphins did against Josh up front rather than 
in the back end. Because let's face it, we've got Steph Diggs, yeah, and Gabe Davis is good, and he's had some moments, but he's not as consistent as, you know, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase or Boyd. He hasn't had those kind of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to worry about Diggs, and then everybody else, you got my, these, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals might be thinking, eh, I don't know, I think we can handle those other guys. Cole Beasley, you know, a rookie like Shakir. So I think they're thinking about defending Josh Allen. We heard Greg Cosell saying the Buffalo's offense is as quarterback-centric as any offense in the league, maybe too much. We've seen the last two teams the Bills played, the Patriots and the Dolphins, teams with a lot of experience against him, hold him to less than 20 20 yards or less rushing in both those last two games. They are not letting him get out of the pocket and win. Uh, that's something I think Cincinnati will look long and hard at trying to duplicate. Josh had four for 20 against against, uh, the Dolphins and nine for 17 against the Patriots two weeks before, something like that. What, against pressure? Yeah, no. uh, No, I'm talking about rushes, rushing attempts and yards. Oh, oh, okay. So that's what it was going to be. Uh, I think that's a way to really curtail the fact that Josh tuck it under his arm and, and run up the back of the defen- de- defensive backs and gain a first down with his legs. They don't want him to do that. So I think that's, I think, more likely for us to see that against the, my, the Cincinnati defense rather than, you know, cover zero, cover one. I think it's going to be three-man rush with an aggressive spy, four-man rush with a spy, uh, somebody sloughing off one of the running backs and catching up, you know, coming up into the pocket if they're blocking, all that kind of stuff. Like you used to call it a green dog, which is, say, I got man-to-man on Devin Singletary and the ball is snapped, I come up to cover him and he blocks somebody, then I become a blitzer. Hmm. I go for Josh Allen. If he's blocking, I'm going to block. I'm going to go after Josh, you know, that kind of thing. All of that's a possibility. I think that's where Cincinnati's focus is going to be. It's going to be on the pocket where Josh is throwing it from rather than worrying too much about the secondary. I think for them, it's digs and a bunch of guys. I think that's the that's way other the Bengals I think that's the way other teams see this this offense. Gotcha. Jess in the mailbag asks, Do you think Jordan Poyer will return to Buffalo next year? Yeah, his contract's up. I think he turns thirty two years old this calendar year. Um there have been injuries, but he is a productive player. Um I don't know if you can rule it out, but Knowing the free agent dollars are probably going to Tremaine Edmonds, who at age 25 is just entering the prime of his career and is coming off a monster season. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Um, maybe he agrees to come back on a one-year deal uh, just to maybe take another run at everything, you know, with Micah Hyde next year. I don't know. Um, but a long-term fat contract, I, I just don't think it's good business for any football team to do that with a 32-year-old player. Um, I think it's, Unless it's a quarterback. If Jordan – yeah, if it doesn't get, a deal doesn't get done, I think coming back here and Jordan Poirier playing here next year, it's going to be 100% up to Jordan Poirier. Yeah. Um, they, there's no doubt in my mind that the Bills will make him an offer yeah. of some sort. What kind of offer that is, who knows, whether it's a one-year or a two-year or what the numbers are going to be, whether they're going to be significantly less than maybe a, a free agent contract that he might land with somebody else. But you're right, 32 years old, a little bit of an injury-riddled season. How, you know, how willing are teams going to be to roll out the red carpet for him? 
um, and what the difference between that red carpet would be and whatever offer the Bills would offer, because there's no doubt the Bills want him. But like you said, it'll there are be, mitigating circumstances. It'll, it'll be they'll make him an offer and they'll talk him through it and why they've offered it to him and he'll understand it and whether he thinks he can get more, which he probably will someplace. It'll be whether he wants to be here more than he wants to go someplace else and start from scratch. So um, it will totally be 100 percent up to Jordan Poyer to consider the offer the Bills are going to make, whatever that may be. Yeah. And that's how Brandon Bean usually approaches the offseason. He says, hey, this is what we think your value is to us. If you can do – this is what we can afford based on some of the other considerations we have. If that's good for you, then let's talk – let's get down to business. If not, and you want to see if you can make more money to do right by your family, by all means. And if you can get it, good for you. Right. They did, they've done that with other players in the past who have gone elsewhere. Jennifer from the Friday Mailbag asks, which receivers do you think will be on the roster for the game Sunday? Will they dress six? Oof. I think it's a possibility, but I'm not convinced it will happen. I think it's going to largely be based on the game plan and the matchups that they fe- where they feel they have advantages. If they think John Brown is a better option than Isaiah McKenzie, well, then John Brown's going to be up. Um, you know, I, I was saying this this morning on the Howard and Jeremy show here in Buffalo on WGR. I, I wonder if it's down to McKenzie and John Brown as to who's up and who's down. Because I think Beasley and Shakir gave you enough last week to convince you to keep them in the well, lineup, didn't they? The didn't they? Yeah, here's the thing. If it's, if it's Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, you could still – you could still activate Beasley, Shakir, and Brown, and that's six. Right, but now you're pulling from somewhere else. And if you take, then you got to sit somebody, whether it's, you Probably know, a special teamer. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it, if it's, what, is it going to be Taiwan Jones? I don't know. Uh, is it going to be? Could, I mean. Yeah, or do you go, uh, you'll have eight, you got to have eight offensive linemen. Um, I think, I don't know if they dress six. They haven't all year. So it's probably five, and if it is, I think you're making a choice between John Brown and Isaiah McKenzie, and if you need somebody to at least threaten to take the top off a defense and you want to move Diggs around like in the slot and work the underneath to intermediate areas with him, then you may need John Brown to kind of clear out space and force defenses to respect you deep. You might make a choice between Cole Beasley and Shakir. Beasley and Shakir, and then work Hines into that because he's fast enough to take the lid off. Although he's so, not, could Hines do what McKenzie does? Right, exactly. Maybe a gadget guy or whatever, um, or Cook. You know, because I think not for nothing, but I think Beasley and Shakir showed you they can contribute, especially when that defense puts all its focus on Diggs. And what are we? What have we been saying all week? Josh needs more of the easy button completions, and Beasley and Shakir provide that. Do Beasley and Shakir outweigh McKenzie's speed? Or are they more dependable at this point? I don't know. That's what they're going to have to weigh out. I don't know. It's five or six, I would say. I don't don't know. I just don't feel like it's going to be six. I could be wrong, but we'll find out on Sunday when the inactives come out. Joe asks, with the unpredictability of the offense late this season, should the Bills do less gunslinging and rely on the D to make the difference? Bengals O-line is down three starters. 
with the offense using more of their emerging running game. I, you're going to have to score points to win this game. So relying on your defense and trying to win 20-16, to 16, that's just not the way you're going to win in the playoffs. It's just you're not. Just ask Tennessee how the playoffs have gone the last yeah, few that, years trying to take a conservative offensive Baltimore. approach. And Baltimore. Um, They're at home. Folks, that ship has sailed. I get it. You can't you want, play that way anymore. You, I get it. You, you want to run the ball. And I get it, too, because when you run the ball and you can run it really well and get first down stuff, the other team looks defenseless. Yeah. I mean, you just muscle your way through. We're going to run the ball and win. We're going to do it. Uh, you seem defenseless. And that's, you know, that's always a great place to be for a fan. It's just not. No. It's not more less gunslinging. Less deep ball, okay. Take some easy. More efficient in the passing game? Certainly. Sure. I can get there. And let the big plays happen organically instead of trying to manufacture them. Yeah. But no, you run the ball if you can. Run it in spots where you think you're able to. But man, this is a this is a game where you got to throw the football and score points to win. I don't think there's any two ways about it. Certainly, you need to stress higher percentage throws in a game like this. If the Bills don't turn it over in the passing game, they're virtually unbeatable. They're unbelievably difficult to win against because their defense is solid more than solid it's a top 10 it's defense. a top 10 defense top five defense top three defense in a lot of important categories they're hard to move the football against so if you if the bills offense goes out and plays well and doesn't turn it over and give them short fields and stuff like that it they're really hard to get up on and beat yeah. you just can't do it um so all of the things you said, yeah, it sounds all well and good, but your defense ain't going to beat a team like Cincinnati to the point where you don't have to score points. Yeah, you may you may hold Cincinnati, make them go the long way, may, maybe make them punt, you know, a few times. But maybe. You better score right, yourself. But you got to score. Yeah, you got to score. We have to take a break here. Some final thoughts from the OBL Friday fan mailbag next here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.